0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to HashMap on Tap. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you listening to the show today. I'm Kelly. He's Scotty. We're both with HashMap. We're going to talk today about the need for speed in cloud migrations. Scotty has recently written a blog post on that topic, so we're going to dive into it and definitely check out the blog post. We'll link it up on the show notes. Some great insights, as always, from him in the written word, but we'll hear from him today. On the podcast again, Scotty, welcome back to the show. Let's get things kicked off. What are you drinking today?
1: I'm drinking some vanilla chai tea from our our friends over at Twinings. Twinings. I think that's how you say it. Tell me it's about Twinings. 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 Yeah, I don't know much about them, but got it at the uh, the local grocery store,
0: so mm. I'm a big fan of the the vanilla and the chai. Well, I, I looked for a chai. I didn't have anything today. I went for a organic green tea from Whole Foods. It says with a few uh, lemon notes. It's pretty good. It's uh, decaffeinated. I don't really need any more caffeine here today. I, I'm, I'm good on that. And uh, I'll enjoy it. I did put a, a little little kicker of honey in there to uh, sweeten it just a bit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll enjoy those beverages throughout, but let's get into the show. As I mentioned, you released a blog post recently talking about the speed equals success equation when you're talking about data warehouse and data platform migrations. And you've got some really interesting observations in there, I think, based on experience, based on you know, your overall knowledge and you know what you've seen work and, and not work. Maybe I guess maybe start off, what led you to first of all, just write that blog post and kind of get this topic out there?
1: Yeah, so I think part of it is based certainly on on my personal experience going through a, a data modernization project that involved the cloud migration, but also working with a, a lot of clients over the time I've been at HashMap and, and seeing that those challenges that that I experienced in, in my role. In a data modernization project are very similar to what our clients go through every day and you know usually a cloud migration and a data modernization project they coincide together and they involve a sales pitch that usually includes it's going to co- save us money and we're going to be able to access our data faster better and you know, we're going to have more performance and, and open up the door to do more th- more things like data science, machine learning. The, the challenge is when you get into the middle of that project, the longer it takes, in my opinion, exponentially more expensive it becomes. Mm. And, and expensive in personnel power, the time it takes to support two systems, the amount of time it takes to find where the single source of truth should be, the amount of time it takes to just run whatever projects you're trying to get accomplished and then and then there's a time component too as that project gets drug out where you know things can get really complicated because I'm updating a system and you know now I've got to update it in two different spots or yeah. I'm updating a system but I'm only going to update it in one spot which is going to break a bunch of reports and data products on on the other system
0: So I want to take a quick step back because in the, in the opening part of that, of that story, you talked about your experience, you, you were a Marine and you, I'm a, I'm a huge believer. You talked about speed as security and I haven't thought about it like that. I I think about speed a lot. I think about that dimension being something really important. Talk to me about just that personal experience that uh, you brought out around speed as security as it relates to uh, your experience in the military. Sure,
1: sure. So there are always places and and maybe maybe something that's more applicable to the audience would be imagine leaving an establishment, whether it's it's your work or a restaurant. Imagine leaving late, parking lot's empty, you're the only car out there. the parking lot's not well lit, it's dark out. you know your, your biggest security is being aware of your surroundings and getting to your car as quickly as possible, right? You don't want to be mugged or, or something happened to you. And you do not want to be on your phone, taking your time, dilly dallying around. You want to get through that area as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that the same holds true for a cloud migration. Once you leave and take your first step into a cloud migration at that point, it needs to happen as quickly as possible, or you will get bogged down and everything becomes exponentially harder, the longer it takes
0: yeah, I, I I love your your so speed is security. I think of that uh, in the context of a cloud migration. You know, speed is job security. If we cannot deliver together speed to outcome, speed to impact, we become irrelevant. And I talk about that a lot. But I like the way you say it. it's it's security too. that's that's good. All right. so when we talk about this this need for speed, I mean there's there's some planning that needs to go on right out of the gate. What are some of those critical aspects in the planning process that everyone should be taking into consideration? I mean I think I think one what are those critical data elements that that need to be moved first?
1: And and most of those are probably going to to be around your key or your critical fact and dimension tables, right? There there're a lot of tables that might exist in your historical or your traditional data warehouse that you've been using for five years, 10 years, you know, in some cases we've, we've encountered, um, companies that are even longer than that on a Mm. database. And what do you need to answer 80% of the questions that your organization asks? And I think that goes back to, the first podcast we did around, you know, there are some just basic, Tables and data models that any organization wants to be able to report off of, whether that's a profit and loss or basic operational metrics, those need to be prioritized. And then what are the key data products that you're building off of? So do you have some type of data science product that is now running off of your data warehouse? Well, you're going to want to make sure you move everything over from there. Do you have some reports that are are looked at by everybody or valued by the field if if that's where or operations in general you're going to want to move those as well so a lot of it is just what needs to be moved that's critical and and move that now i will say especially if you're dealing with multiple terabytes of data it is easy to get lost lost in that plan right Mm. and i think the key to it is a good plan that's well executed and in this case, right, speed being our success, or speed being our security, a good plan that's quickly executed is far better than a perfect plan that takes forever to put together.
0: Can I over plan in your opinion though? Absolutely, because you can
1: start to go down, especially, you know, a lot of organizations don't have, you know, the full documentation to understand what tool is being used to extract, load, and transform data from a source system into into a, a warehouse, and so, you're trying to plumb the depths of every single extraction, every single transformation, every single report. Yes, you can get lost and, and spend months just trying to figure up from down. And yeah. you create that new environment. You're probably going to be able to answer most of the questions that you, you would answer just with your key
0: data products. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking, how if, if you had to rate, let's say a perfect plan's is a 10 you know, horrible plans of zero, obviously, if you had to rate and say, you know, I'm going to continue to work, try to put together this, this optimal plan, I'm going to, you know, maybe go towards that over planning is, is maybe a, you know, 10 or 11, where, how do you strike the balance between doing too much and then getting something done, right? I mean, a good enough plan and X ex- still, you want an excellent plan. You want that one that's, uh, you know, you're going to be successful with, but you, you can't just keep planning, Right, right. Right. You know, I, I would say coming out
1: of the gate, if you had a good, solid understanding of what you had prioritized, your top, let's just say three to five priorities, but overall that rated as a five on that scale of one to 10. But but as far as the data products you were going to focus on, those you knew well, and you knew exactly what needed to happen, I think that's good enough to get going. Now, I, I will say that I think any data migration needs to come with a process to get new data into your cloud warehouse because i think the business is going to find out that it's pretty easy to get a hold of data and once you have everything consolidated to one spot their their thirst for data is going to grow and so i think if you can execute and get your core data products up and running quickly and you have a, a process that the business understands to get a hold of new data and In a relatively quick amount of time, quick being maybe a sprint. If I request it, you can get it to me within two to three weeks. Then I don't think you need all that great of a plan to get the ball rolling.
0: No. Yeah, I think I think of it as a balance between the you know certainly the risk of of not planning, but the ability to deliver very very high impact outcomes. And um, I think you. You look at what can I do that's the lowest risk that's going to give me that highest value impact or outcome. I like what you said about you know looking at those key use cases, those key deliverables, those things that are going to get that maybe executive wow factor, if you will, that uh, maybe are going to give you the legs to to really carry the project on uh, full steam. Maybe it's a pilot, POC, initial use case, or something like that. Anything else on planning? Any other key points there that you'd like to touch on? Yeah, I think one thing,
1: and I don't I don't think this is mentioned in the in the article I wrote, but I, I think being aware of of the broader, you know, what what else is going on within within the IT as it relates to business. So are there data tools, are there software upgrades coming? You know, what what else is being planned in that sphere um, so that you can account for that? Because, you know, what you don't want to have happen is you're three months into a a cloud migration and you find out that there's going to be a massive SAP upgrade to your accounting system, and that's going to cause you to have to do a lot of refactoring in both warehouses. So that would be something where you'd want to plan up front, okay, this is what's going on with the SAP migration, and we're going to prioritize getting that moved over into the new environment. Or maybe conversely, you're going to deprioritize and move that last only after. The update has occurred and that way you're not having to do a double you know a a double refactor one in your say on-prem database and then the other one in in the cloud
0: yeah no that's good i think that there are you're pointing out there's a lot of dependencies to take into consideration obviously goes into the plan i do like though how you say get some decisions made doesn't have to be absolutely perfect but good enough to get those outcomes done what about the the next thing i know that you are passionate about as it relates to getting to this need for speed and achieving speed in a cloud data migration definition of success definition of done all, all those things like that that go into an implementation plan what have you like i guess over your career scotty what have you done well what have you not done well where would you say i should have done this differently and man that was that was ideal Talk about defining success a little bit. First off, I would say success versus done.
1: I don't know if you're ever done, right? I think <laughs> right. Y- y- you get your organization to a place where they they can start to access data faster and easier. You're gonna have your your work cut out for you. Going back to the job security thing, you're gonna you're gonna solidify
0: that in, in pretty short order. Well, you're right. I mean, if, if you do a good job, those use cases are going to accelerate coming into uh, wanting to come into the platform, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think, you know, what you find is that there's so much more functionality on getting just additional data in, right? So if, if you're yeah. wanting to know, uh, you know, how often, you know, if you've got a fleet of vehicles that you have to maintain, and you're wanting to do, you know, analysis on it, there's all sorts of information that you can get in the cloud around weather and, Mapping layers and that kind of thing to help you with that analysis. That your your data grows exponentially just just okay. by being in the neighborhood with all that other data that's available and, and publicly available.
0: Yeah, and I think word. I mean, word gets around too, especially in a, at larger organizations. You you start you know one business unit you know dips their toe in and says, "Hey, let's try this out. Let's let's prove out that this is going to work." And then all of a sudden, you've got the the rest of the organization hears about it, hears that, oh, we hit some dimensions around speed, around simplicity, around, wow, we are creating some amazing outcomes now. And all of a sudden, it, it catches like wildfire. I mean, we've, we've worked with a couple of clients that, you know, just in, say, a year, year and a half, it went from an initial project to multiple business units, multiple projects within those business units, because of the success around that initial project. So I think that it can absolutely happen quick. And I think if you can define success for that initial project right up front, like you said, in a way that that makes sense to the business, that supports the technology objectives, uh, you're really setting yourself up to do uh, some amazing things. And I, I think I think that builds
1: on the success component And that is, you know, if you have somebody that you can partner with, especially in, in operations, if you can get one business unit out there that, that will be an advocate or, or will Mm. will partner with you and, and their success and their ability to make more money or save more money using the data that the organization owns already, then you're going to have an avalanche of, of, of requests. And that, that goes back to, you know, what's the difference between success and done success is, means you're, ne- you're never going to be done because you're mm. always going to be growing that data footprint.
0: Where do you, where do you say no on defining success? I mean, there's, there's got to be a point where, you know, I'm it, give me this, give me that Scotty. I need this. I need the team to deliver that. Where do you, where do you really draw a line and say, no, that, that cannot be part of this, maybe in a future phase, maybe a future project, maybe something else. How do you do do that in a way that, uh, you know, keeps the business uh, rolling and, you know, you don't lose your coalition of the willing? I think a a good plan helps
1: because you're able to generate a roadmap to say what you are asking for is important to you. But we need to deliver these three elements to be successful as an enterprise. And, you know, having that roadmap. And, 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 and communicating it and working it with the organization Mm -hmm. helps, helps prioritize, uh, without having IT be the one that has to prioritize because usually when, when IT prioritizes, you know, they're, they're fed all sorts of stuff from all sorts of areas of the company and, and you don't know, you know, what's true and what's not, It, it becomes a real challenge. I think if, if it's worked as a team, as a strategy then, then you're, you're able to be more successful. I think if you're also able to explain, hey, I need to get the enterprise objects up and running before I start going into you know, some type of, of very specific supply chain or HR or accounting function, or even even a, a business unit function, I think that, that helps ensure that you stay
0: focused on delivering the, the broader picture. I was going to ask you about that. How did you, how, how have you, or how would you recommend categorizing existing data products and or new data products into buckets so that they can be organized when we're talking about doing a cloud migration? And we're also talking about optimizing for speed.
1: You know, we've always, I think, and I'm guilty of this too, but I think it's pretty, pretty popular where we want to continue to chase the shiny object And what we have to realize is you've got to build that foundation first and so i think staying true to building out the foundation is 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 key but i think also if you communicate that plan then i think you know your data science team and your operations teams can also see okay this is what the plan is and if there's a reason to rework it then then that can be a collective conversation can occur but then you can also align priorities data data project priorities out in the business or in other areas of the organization with your roadmap and so maybe it's instead of doing the supply chain project i'm going to focus on the the financial forecasting project that's been out there because that data is already available and the supply chain data won't be available for another six weeks or eight weeks or however however long it's going to be
0: Hey, on, uh, on data product, and again, I'm thinking about categories of data products, um, and we talk a lot about retiring technical debt. What about retiring data products? How have you made decisions over your career on whether a data product should even be migrated or not? What What are the factors that go into that?
1: You know, I think I think one, does, does anybody scream when you start shutting things down, right? And I think, it, it, you know, if you've got a lot of your stuff moved over, you know, what you find is that. A lot of things just die on the fine because people aren't using it or people find that what they were using is wrong and is not the source of truth that they need to be be migrating off of i i think the other component to this and i think this also goes back to a couple of the other questions that we talked about is if you'll give the keys to the kingdom to the the business to the broader organization then it at least gives them the ability to open the door and do their own thing now, they might not have all the skills to do that, and that—that's you know a change, a change management process that you have to work through of, of providing incremental training or or bringing on incremental staff that has that skill. But I think at the end of the day, if you can at least start opening up doors for the business to be successful on their own without IT, you're you're gonna you're gonna have a an overall successful data data program. Regardless of your cloud migration or not, because now your business can, you know, it's, it's kind of like give, give somebody a fish, they'll eat for the day, teach them to fish, they'll, you know, eat for a lifetime. I I think if you can, if you can teach people how to be successful with their data and with the organization's data, then, then you don't, then the pressure, a lot of that pressure, the IT feels kind of goes away because now the organization can do that on their
0: own. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Good, uh, good, good thoughts. Um, Prioritizing data products at the departmental level, I heard you say a while ago, get the foundation in place first. I'm assuming you're talking more at the enterprise level, because that's going to drive everything else. But, uh, you know, when you're prioritizing departments, and you've worked for large organizations that had three major segments or three major business units, um, where do you start? Uh, Is it, is it at the business unit level? Is it who is uh, funding the most? How are the decisions made that you've seen where you know the priorities are established on, on on use cases? Certainly you could go by overall value to the organization, but everybody says that their particular use cases is, is high value for them. Any Any thoughts there, or any ideas or tips around uh, that prioritization matrix?
1: Where we went was we created a process, for people to request incremental data. Now hmm. that that request involved taking it out of source and moving it into a layer where it was accessible to the business. No transformations necessarily were, hmm. were built into it. So we created that request process. So we were able to, once we had kind of the key tables moved over and, and transformed into a reporting layer, we were able to start working with teams on a first-come, first-served basis so that as they had needs, we were able to position at least a staged or, or a, let's say a raw form of that, that information for them to access. And then they were able to use, in our case, it was Snowflake, they were able to use SnowSQL to do their own transformations, create a view table, build a report off of it. Now, some departments had more technical acumen than others, and so, you know, we had to factor that in as well, but you know, we were also able to hook departments up together to say you all are both asking for the same thing. Department A has SQL skills, Department B doesn't. Can we can we use Department A's resources to help out both? And that will allow us to keep moving even faster with other data that you all have also requested. So, mm-hmm. part of it is also kind of I don't want to say being a puppet master, but you know, helping the business connect resources within the business to help them accelerate their data products. But we were actually able to, after we'd kind of gotten the bulk of the critical information over, we were able to just use the request process and the business was, and we were able to keep up with what the broader organization was asking for.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So we actually didn't have to do a a long and, and painful prioritization of who comes first. We were able to, to just move things along.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think some of that prioritization too, I mean, there's, uh, there's certainly a need sometimes to do something based on timing that is is required. There's maybe, again, you're going after cost optimization or you're going after net new value. What tends to move the fastest? I guess in my experience, sometimes a a marker, a marker in the sand that says we've got to do something by this period of time tends to move very very quick. I, I'm thinking of you know reasons why you might lift and shift from a cloud migration standpoint. I've got to do this by this period of time. Other times it may be, you know, may draw on a little bit more, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna optimize, I'm maybe going to modernize, I'm gonna remove some technical debt. I wanna refactor, as you said earlier, uh, some of the ways I've been doing things and, and I, can, I can take a little bit longer on that. How, how have you seen most of the cloud migrations you've been involved with sold? Do they go more on new value? Do they go more on cost? Is it some blending of, of the two or three different approaches? Oh, that's a that's a million dollar question, Kelly. Um it's gonna I, I know I it's gonna depend on the organization as well. I, I just didn't know if you'd seen, you know, one shift one way versus another more more often than not.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think a lot of times what we see is that companies see it as an opportunity to leave a lot of technical debt behind. And and I think there's a lot of validity to that. I, th- I think it does make a lot of sense. It's a challenge when you're when you're you know kind of always having to Move on to a new data product, or, or or you know satisfy the business's needs and 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 requirements with a limited budget. And we're we're always operating under a limited budget. It's a challenge to to be able to say we're going to lift and shift and then go clean up technical debt in six months because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about what was going on here six months ago, right? And and what's going to happen yeah. in six months from now? The world's a a, a dynamic place. So I I, I think again, I think it comes down to, there are some core elements that you want to make sure are right and are rock solid, and you want to make sure you have a solid foundation. And so I think if, if there's a requirement to modernize and to refactor that information, then you need to do that. And then there's incremental information that you probably can just lift and shift, or you can move over the raw data and, and enable the business to, to go after it. But I think, I think a successful plan is going to have to include both. Because for most companies, you, you're, you're moving so much data and there's so much code I- involved in that, that you can't, you can't move fast enough if you're going to do a full-on refactor of everything. And generally, what we see too is when you go in to start refactoring things, you, you quickly find that you're actually improving. And and it's not just a, a refactor to make a equal a, but but more optimized. It now becomes a plus b, you know, plus c, and and that makes things go even
0: longer. Yeah, there there, I would agree. There are a lot of considerations. I mean, you've got you've got this uh, notion of I've got you know, in in your case, it sounds like you had a lot of historical data. I've got to get that historical data up there. That could be terabytes, potentially even petabytes, I guess, but let's just say terabytes. But then I've got whatever that platform is that you've got currently a bunch of source systems feeding that. How am I going to acquire that data? How am I going to replicate it? How am I going to do the change data capture associated with that? That's completely separate from the historical data migration, right? And then to your point about removing technical debt, can I do my data transformations, data enrichments in a different way, leveraging that cloud data platform than, than what I'm doing them right now. Make them easier, make them quicker, make them simpler, give more value to the business. So I've got this data acquisition, data transformation. A lot of times I think we think, let's just move the data, voila, done. I've got a lot of dependencies in addition to those things around my scheduling, my orchestration, my automation tooling, all those things that have been there for maybe ten or fifteen or twenty years in some cases. How am I going to address that? And then, and then obviously uh, working backwards, you don't want to forget about what are those applications, web apps, APIs, data consumers with BI tools that do not number one don't want their experience disrupted at all. And you better if you're if if I'm going to help fund this at the business level, give me something extra, right? Give me some extra value I'm not getting today. And so I, I think. You know, when you talk, we were talking about planning earlier. It crossed my mind that that plan, while it doesn't have to be perfect, it does have to be a comprehensive plan. Exactly, exactly. And I will say,
1: I mean, when 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 I did it working for the organization, we we had the core that we did refactor and and retired some some technical debt with. We did lift and shift some. And then we actually intentionally set out to improve some of the financial data uh, because, because that wasn't quite where, where we needed to be in the, in the old system. And so we, we set forward with a plan of this, this is we're going to improve on and it's going to take some time. And then there's going to be an element that we are going to refactor and retire a significant amount of technical debt. And then there's just going to be a lot that we're going to make available as it, as it stands. And we're just going to go from there. And I think if you don't do that, I think if you don't have a lift and shift in there, even even if there is stuff that you might not want to persist in your new environment, I think what you find is that you'll never get through your your data modernization program. And, and you'll end up
0: with two data warehouses and, and you'll have to support those for, you know, years. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and that's that's certainly not, uh, that's not a desirable outcome. <laughs> that's not <laughs> exactly. going to give you those. It's not going to give you those cost benefits that you're looking for. Right.
1: Right. And, and you're just aggravating your problem, right? Because your on-prem database, you're probably dealing with data integrity issues and yeah. conflicts with, between reports. And maybe I've got two data warehouses and and you know people are doing different things in different places. And so you don't want to persist that problem exponentially by adding yet another data warehouse for everybody to operate out of.
0: Yeah. If you do this right, I, I agree. If you do this right and you do get that single source of truth, that consolidated view across whatever dimensions you're looking at for your business. We're seeing demand now to to build net new applications, not just talking analytics, but drive applications, uh, new applications off of those uh, cloud data platforms as well. So I think it there's a tremendous amount of opportunity if it's done right if like you said you think about the plan do the plan right don't get lazy on the plan you define success the way that it is going to be most meaningful for your organization across not at the, just at the enterprise level but at the department level and then the whole premise of this move fast i mean those to me those are just three great principles to keep in mind to achieve uh, those desirable outcomes Absolutely absolutely great discussion any any final thoughts on the need for speed in cloud data migrations? yeah, I would just say just get it done, get it done, get started, get it done.
1: you know a lot of times we we you know when we come into it to an organization they're they're somewhere along their cloud migration slash uh, data modernization path and and the longer that has been hanging out there, the more complex it is with, with whatever they're trying to get us to do. And so, you know, I, I think you are going to regret it if you don't get it done as quickly as you can.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's
1: it's going to cost you a lot.
0: Yeah. Make a decision, get the plan in place and move fast. Uh, Totally agree. Well, uh, how did your uh, chai tea do throughout the show? Well, I just, I'm almost finished and it, it was good. I enjoyed it a lot i am as well i scotty really appreciate you uh joining again today a lot of fun great topic appreciate the thoughts and the insights um looking forward to the next time my pleasure thanks kelly absolutely big thanks to everyone everybody that listened into the show today Reach out, HashMapInc.com. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like, feedback, comments. We'd love to hear from you. And definitely subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, all the other podcast apps out there. We will see you soon on another episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to HashMap on Tap. Be sure to subscribe for weekly new episodes and visit HashMap's Medium blog for new data and cloud technology perspectives. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, please visit the HashMap ONTAP page on HashMap's website. We'd
1: love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in.